Welcome to episode 566 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. Uh, we lost an hour of our lives this week, and it's really bothering <sighs> me. <laughs> it's rough. Uh, that voice you hear is Josh Langford. That's me. And I think he's still here. Uh, Michael Swick, are you here? I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm still here, man. <laughs> All right, so... Um, we were just talking earlier, somewhat of a short agenda, so we'll see how this goes, but let's get, let's get right into it. So we'll get into some of the housekeeping stuff. So you found the podcast. Thank you so much again for listening and putting up with us for almost over a month now. Uh, if you're using it on Apple Podcast or Podcast Attic or Stitcher, uh, if you would go ahead and leave us a review, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, that helps us move up the list so that more people see the uh, see the podcast. You can also go to psnation.com to do a direct RSS feed download for it. Uh, you can sign up for it to be sent to you via email. And like I said, you can also use Stitcher to stream your podcast. Um, on While you're at the website, if you want to contact us, you can go to the left side of the page and click the Contact Us tab. Send us um, some feedback or a, a message or a question. Um, and then you can also hit us up at podcast at psnation.com if it, or through Skype which is still WDT-Torgo. Um, also on PSNation.com, we have the forums. There's a bunch of conversations going on in there about uh, some gaming deals or what people got in, you know, the emails that the elusive Sony emails that some people get and other people don't, whether they get a platinum in a game or a 20% off code or, or anything like that. So you can go and either, you know, show off what you got from Sony or be envious of what other people got that you didn't get. Um, and then also, uh, while we're talking about it, I don't. Depending on when this podcast release, you might have a little bit of time. But we are going to have a bracket challenge. So if you wanted to look and see if that's still active, the links are in the forums, and they're also on Twitter and Facebook. So you can click that out for the NCAA tournament. Um, depending on when the podcast release, you might only have a couple minutes to make your bracket. So that's why I was doing it pretty <laughs> early. So go ahead and pause it and go do your bracket. You have a chance to win a twenty dollars PSN card. So. Um, Speaking of like Twitter and stuff like that, you can go to the main account, which is at PS Nation. You can go bother Josh uh, over at PJF Josh. Everybody's been sending him Toys R Us links and everything like that, like I've been seeing. Um, yeah, I just got followed by like somebody running for like circuit county judge in Florida. <laughs> and I looked, at, I looked at who he's following. I'm like, why me? Where did this come from? And the only other person like game related, well, that I know that he's following is Jeff Chorney from... <laughs> interactive distractions i'm like well that's random <laughs> it's it's really really strange yeah. um you can also follow um michael at the first mjc one st and you can follow myself at the destiny dave uh you can support us through the affiliate link uh image on the left hand side of the page you can click on that that uh image i don't know sorry you click on that banner and then there's a bunch of it'll take you to our, our our page that has all the links for best buy and amazon and target and gamestop and swim outlet and beer stuff and anything so please take the time to bookmark those pages click on those pages before you shop it helps in more ways than you guys really know um, and then you can also go to Zazzle.com and do uh, do a search for PlayStation Nation merchandise. So you can get some mugs and some ornaments and you know things like that. They've been running a couple of sales and been getting a bunch of emails lately about this percentage off and that percentage off. So, um, our video services Twitch.tv/psnation, where we are an affiliated Twitch channel. So, um, if you have Amazon Prime, you get a free Twitch sub 
you can choose to use that sub with us. We would greatly appreciate it. If you have done that in the past, please just take a couple of minutes again and check to make sure that it's still active because it does not auto-renew. So I'll wait while you pause the show and go do that. I'm just joking. Um, and then you can also go to youtube.com slash PS Nation where there are Far Cry videos up and some other videos of things that have been going on. Uh, like I said before, Glenn's got a gravel video up there if you're in- interested in that. And we've all been pretty busy, but I'll try to get some more stuff going on up there soon. So, All right, so let's get into the rest of the nitty-gritty. So we got new releases for which date, Josh, again? Uh, it would be the... Well, it's next week. It would be the 20th, March 20th. Okay, starting off, we have uh, Velocity 2X Critical Mass Edition. Um, This was a game that was actually out on the Vita at one point. And I don't remember if it, I guess it came to the PS4 as well. Um, I think it was always like a cross-buy game. Like, I think it was just both. Okay, yeah. So this one, it's a physical edition. Uh, Velocity 2X, it's a puzzle platforming um, and shoot 'em up or shmup uh, type gameplay. Uh, it's E10 Plus, sorry, and from Badland Games. Uh, so the physical edition has all of the DLC stuff and all of the exclusive, you know, whatever came along with it. Um, it also has a making of documentary and the original soundtrack CD and a, some kind of booklet with it. So it's actually pretty cool that they stuck all that in there. Nice. Uh, then we have uh, from THQ Nordic a game called Titan Quest. Uh, standard edition is twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, this is ancient world, customizable characters. You know, running around, beating people up. <laughs> um, 28 classes, 1,000 pieces of unique and legendary items to create your champion. Uh, there's online multiplayer. And there is also... So this is twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> there's also a collector's edition for $119.99. So the extra 90 bucks... <laughs> Oof, is going to get you a notepad, like a little book Ooh. that has Titan Quest, you know, etched into the front of it. Um, and a helmet replica that's nine and a half inches tall. And so a Chihuahua helmet? Uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's it. Really? Like, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand why the 90 bucks for that. That's, I mean, you really have to like this game <laughs> to be into that. Is it a new IP? Like, I don't even know what Titan Quest is. It got me. I, I didn't have a chance to look it up. Yeah. So I am, I'm flying blind here. Either we're uh, right or somebody's like screaming at their phone right now. Yeah, yeah, they're a huge fan of it, and we're idiots, and that's fine. (laughs) The one week I didn't have a chance to dig into these things. Uh, So then we have Attack on Titan 2 from Tecmo Koei. Um, MJC, did you review the first? Who reviewed the first uh, one? I actually did, and I really liked it, even though I don't like... That's like a Dynasty Warriors developer game. And yeah, it's 
really fun. Like they they got the uh, the fluidity of like uh, traversing and everything like that. Kind of almost felt like a Spider Man game, a little bit. That's yeah. cool. All right, yeah, this is uh, basically a sequel. So. Really quick turnaround time on that too. I feel like I just played that last year. Um. Yeah, but it was 2016. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was that good. You still remember it that well. Um, then we have a game from, well, it's published by EA and the developer is Hazelight. This is under the EA Originals banner. Uh, it's rated M. It's called A Way Out. And this one is twenty nine ninety nine. This comes out on March twenty third. Um, so it's a co op experience, and it's from the director of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, also known as the hmm. "fuck the Oscars" guy from the Game Awards. Oh, is that who yeah. that was? Oh <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Um, so. This I don't fully understand. It says team up with Friends Pass. Use Friends Pass when you buy A Way Out and play the entire game online with any of your friends. So EA is selling some kind of Friends Pass and only one of you has to buy the game? Yes. I guess. Is that how that works? Okay. I missed that entirely. Wait, EA is letting people like piggyback on somebody else? Uh, Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so this one, it's basically, it's prison break. Um, <laughs> it's you're two people that you're in prison. You have to break out and then kind of get away basically. So that's what that game is. Uh, we also have RBI baseball 18 for 1999. This is, well, this is what MLB is doing now. Uh, since 2K basically dropped the license entirely, and Sony still has the license to do a first-party version of the game, uh, e- the MLB uh, team is building the games themselves for every other platform, essentially. So, yeah. I mean, it's hasn't been that great in the past couple of years, especially when you have on when you're on a PlayStation platform and you have MLB. But if you're on an Xbox or the Wii or Wii, the Switch, <laughs> and you've got no other choice, eh, you might not want to play baseball. Um, it's a it's a built like for mobile platforms up to console platforms as well. So that's part of where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, it has its issues. Um, and then also on the 23rd, we have Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, going all e- or Ubisoft here and doing a day one edition for $59.99, a premium edition for $79.99, and a collector's edition for $199.99. Uh, the premium edition, uh, which is seventy nine ninety nine, includes special sword set DLC, exclusive dragon sword DLC, a steel book, three D papercraft, and a music CD collection. Which, all right, that's not too bad. When it, when it was looking like it was all DLC, it was, uh, but <laughs> you know the rest of the stuff. That's that's pretty good. The two hundred dollar one 
that includes a big ass box. Uh, everything that was in that other one. It also includes a making of Nino Cooney Blu-ray, uh, chibi mechanical rotating diorama, a lofty plush. Um, this has a display case for the papercraft kit. I don't know that the other one does. Interesting. Uh, and a visual arts book along with it. So with it being Studio Ghibli, that plush might be worth it alone. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, actually, the the papercraft kit. Oh no. Yeah, I don't know. The picture is the same, mm-hmm. but on on the eighty dollar one, it just says papercraft kit. On the other one, it says papercraft kit and display case. But the picture is identical. So you got me. Um, that collector's edition also has the season pass. So there's going to be a lot of DLC apparently for this thing. Um, so there's a lot and it's limited to 25,000 units. Hmm. So it's probably already sold out everywhere and unavailable, um, because it is Bandai and it is Nino Kuni. So, and for the Vita, we have the physical edition velocity two X critical mass edition, 2999, same price for PS4 and Vita, which is unusual. Yeah. But, All right. Yeah. Cool. That's it. So those are new releases coming in the new future. <laughs> <laughs> Next week. All right. I will uh, hit the first two pieces of news, and then we'll have probably have Michael do the third and Josh do the fourth. So. Okay. All right. So, um, in a big shocker, um, there's a new Call of Duty coming out this fall. Uh, wow. Call of Duty Black <laughs> Ops. I I I I. Yeah, that logo. Black Ops. Yeah, Black Ops 4 announced. It was announced and they gave it a date. So it's October 12th. Um, and it's Black Ops 4. And it's literally, it looks like the Black Ops 3 logo with an extra slash in it. <laughs> yeah. Let me get yeah. a little bit of grief about that, but I'm not really sure what the thought process is or isn't around that other than that Black Ops 3. The Black Ops logo itself has been pretty iconic over the last couple of years. So maybe they didn't want to go away from that. It kind of looks like a badge. They didn't. You know, I don't know. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. It's it's a design choice. Um, but of course everybody's that's not how you do four in Roman numerals. <laughs> you jerk. So there wasn't much other information given about it. Uh they're doing a huge like community reveal event on May seventeenth, and then the game comes out in October, which I feel like that's a lot sooner than they normally come out. Um I always thought they no, came out like, on election day. No, they're usually October, November. It could be okay. late October, um, because it was always around Extra Life. We we got Black Ops three for Extra Life one year, mm-hmm. uh, and we were playing it. I was playing it on the stream, and I hated it <laughs> because it just it it just turned into generic sci fi shooter at that yeah. point. I'm like, this. Where are we going with this? The, I, the Black Ops series has been the one that's done. Like three did really really well from an esports standpoint, like as a competitive mm-hmm. shooter. So mm. with the constant yeah. updates and everything like that they gave to it. So I, I just didn't like it as a as a story. Right. Yeah. But I'm sure that we'll get you know, we always get some time with, with COD at uh E three, so I'm sure we'll have some time with COD at E three, so there'll be more to come from that soon. Yep. Um and then the one that was a little bit of a surprise just because they've been spending so much time working on the other one is that um so the division is two years old uh this month. 
I thought it was older than that, but it wasn't. Um, and uh, Ubisoft, it, it, at first it leaked, and then I think Ubisoft just came out and made a full statement on it where they announced The Division 2. So they're making <laughs> a new version of the game. They're going to use their their new updated uh, engine. It's going to move into a different location in, in, within the states, and that it was portrayed that the New York, the New York City thing was just the first chapter in, in a in a larger story that they wanted to tell. Um, they're using you know phrases like "we've learned from our from our mistakes" and like other companies have done before <laughs> as well. So, um, and there it sounds like there's going to be some cool stuff in Division One that you can do that will help you in Division Two. So, like, there's going to be a couple quests and tasks that they're going to add to the first game that you, once you complete them, some of that will carry over into the second game and help you with some stuff. What that is exactly, we don't know. Um, all they've said so far is that the Division 2 will be at E3. Um, I would be shocked if this game comes out this year. It's probably mm. holiday 2019, if I had to guess. But I guess I have to actually start playing that first one at some point. <laughs> Maybe it's good. It's good. Uh, it's 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 gotten a lot better, and there's some stuff. There's some serious content in that game now. So, yeah. All right, MGC, you ready? Yeah. So uh, this one, it's just funny, just because it's. Uh, I'll just say it. Um, so Battle Royale is getting a mobile version for iOS and uh, Android, and it is going to be cross-play, cross-save with the PS4 version. It's also going to be cross-play, cross-save with the Xbox One version, but those are two separate lists because PS4 players can't play with Xbox One players. Um, but your progress, your character, all that stuff will be able to be used on the PS4, PC, iOS, Android version, but it won't work on the Xbox version. Um, hmm. And the other way around, too. Your Xbox version will work with your PC, mobile, iOS, Android version, but it won't work with the PS4 version. Um, I, I think it's interesting wow. that there's going to be a mobile version of Battle Royale. It's already in beta, and uh, beta is going to expand today, actually, invite only. Um, Battle Royale is like, it, it's, you know, it's cartoony, but it's still graphics intensive, so I'm, I'm interested to see how this mobile version is going to work and then how those players are going to play with the console players and the PC players. They're going to die. Most likely, yeah. <laughs> think- well, uh, yeah, I I think the only way to make that work, uh, you have to have a controller. There's no way you're going to be using touchscreen to to play right? that. Right, like you, especially like touchscreen with you know, like I hate when they put a D pad on the screen. Yeah, that never really works. Yeah. Um, but uh, you can get controllers, and and there there is that um that controller that hooks on you know physically hooks on to iPads and iPhones and things like that um but I just wow. feel like if you're going to invest that much time just get a console <laughs> yeah but i mean this this is for the nerds who nerds who um <laughs> want to just keep playing you know yeah. like uh, i'm playing on on my way to school or on my way to work or whatever and your progress you know? saves you know so yeah really want to i feel like this is out. this is their way of testing trying to get the, they're gonna do a huge push for the fortnite base game once it goes 100 percent free to play this year 
So I just feel like this is a like let's see if we can let's let's take Battle Royale and see how it works on mobile and if it works well we'll move we'll do the cross save for the whole game of the you know build your base tower defense style thing that they have. I think Epic doesn't give a damn about that part of the game anymore and they're just going to keep building the Battle Royale. Like mm. like I honestly I I would be interested to see the patch notes of just like how often they are patching and tuning up the the base game compared to how often they well do i think that, that they have royale. to do that to tune up the battle royale version well no yeah they have to but i wonder like how much of the work going into it is going into the base game or going into just specifically fixes for the battle royale mode in terms of dislike right. which one they care about because one is making more money than the other and it's most likely the battle royale mode just you know on cosmetics right yeah, yeah. and I, I this find this funny because it's a like Sony, you know, what was it, Ryan, who said, you know, like, oh, PS4, Xbox One players can't play together because we have to protect our users from scary people. And then it's like, mobile people, not scary. We're cool. <laughs> We're fine with them. Totally not scary. Yeah, so that, um, the mobile version of the game's supposed to start up. Oh, I didn't turn my reiner off, guys. <laughs> We, we record a little earlier and get messed up. Um, so invite only beta, and then it's going to have a full launch for the battle royale mode later this year. And yeah, so uh, a lot of people are speculating this is just you know Sony agreeing to this specifically for the f- lack of PUBG and battle royale. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but battle royale is like super popular right now. Like it's yeah. people are talking about it like on. Like, all the athletes that are playing it and stuff like that. You have football players that are just Twitch streaming the hell out of it right now. It's, it's crazy how big this has gotten. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I don't think it's going away. So I'm waiting for some Sony-exclusive Battle Royale to come out soon. they got to do something. So. I'm going to be curious if, uh, like, who do you think is going to be first, Battlefield or Call of Duty with, like, a Battle Royale mode? Hmm. Battlefield would probably lend itself because you can usually have like 64 yeah. people in a game. Yeah, they've got it built up. They've got the server power that they know they can put a certain amount of people on there. So, Yeah, I think between the two of them, Call of Duty, I mean, with uh, unless that's part of, hey, guess what? Black Ops 4, Battle Royale. No zombie <laughs> mode this season past this year, but you get Battle Royale zombie I, mode. I can see the yeah. division trying it. Ubisoft seems like a company that would like. They have something similar to that with survival, okay. like in Division One. So, not necessarily quite the same, but you start with nothing and you progress through, and you start picking up things and looting things, trying to be the, trying to survive. So they have something somewhat similar. Just got to build up that server count because that's like the key thing yeah. for this. It's like yep. so. It'll be interesting to see how that plays mm. out and. And Battle Royale is the game that, um, or, you know, Fortnite Battle Royale is the game that a couple months ago, I think it was like in the winter, accidentally had Xbox One and PS4 people playing online against each other for a couple hours until someone noticed, and then they shut it down. It was like, it was an accident, sorry. So, these companies have to bet. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you sometimes. I feel like Epic's like, what are you going to do about it? Like, we make the engine that makes... X percentage of your game. So what are you going to do to us? Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Oh, man. All All right. right. So maybe good news, but maybe disappointing news for others. Josh, you want to take this one? Days gone is gone. Uh, Not gone, gone. He gone. Uh, It's gone to 2019. 
So I don't think they never actually gave a date, did they? They hinted at a 2018 release. Um, in hinted at. I don't think they ever went on. I want to yeah. say they always said like winter 2018, and everybody's like, "What does that mean?" You know. Mm, yeah, I, I don't remember them actually ever giving a date. Like, I don't. When I sat in on the things at E3, they never even, they weren't even, they're like, nah, we're not even there yet. I think it always got lumped in those 2018 sizzle reels. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, But either way, uh, it has been uh, explained that it is going to 2019, even though there is no date there yet either. So, but uh, they've said it is 2019. And actually, I think it's good. Same. Especially um, for a new because, IP. Because, yeah. A new IP and everything else that's coming out this year, just from Sony, let alone, you know, Activision and EA and uh, Ubisoft and everybody else. It's There's a lot of stuff coming out. And this is a game that it feels like a March release. And it feels like it's one of those ones where they want to give it space um, so that it's not overwhelmed uh, by the latest Call of Duty or or whatever else uh, that that might be coming out. Yeah, we had so, talked about the spacing before, so like we know that God of War is April, and we know that um, Detroit is May now, and it's like okay, is Spider would Spider Man be August or October, and then where does Day Go- Days Gone fit in there? And Sony has a track record the last couple of years of not putting their big games up against the October November push, which is smart, right? <laughs> Horizon got pushed back into February. You know, like I feel like this is almost on the same plateau as, as Horizon Zero Dawn was. We never talked about that, but like Horizon sold like seven and a half million copies. Yeah, yeah, in less than a year, and that so and that came out in February, which is supposed to be like the quote unquote dead time for gaming. Well, that helps. It yeah. helps that it was uh, Gorilla, but it also helps that it's uh, you know February and there's. There's time. Hang on a second. I'm looking up. Because I think for some reason I feel Ratchet and Clank. When did that come out? Oh, that was April, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, was like April. January or something. But... No, it was April. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was trying to think. Because for some reason to me that. And Crash was July. Yeah. Crash. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and that's finally hitting. Yeah, obviously Switch they had a one-year exclusivity. exclusivity. Yeah, and they had hinted at that yeah. um, uh, every time we saw it. But it's hitting Switch, and PC which I Xbox. might pick it up for Switch, <laughs> just so that I could have a portable like that, because fuck yeah. yeah. Um, but And that's that's what the Switch has become. It's become, oh, that was out on PS4? Oh, now I can have a portable? Okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's absurd. Did you guys freak out when Smash got announced, guys? No. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I lost my shit. I've, I've been watching Dude, those seriously. videos. Seriously, <laughs> uh, it's, it's fantastic. People freaking out. I never liked Smash, Smash on a Smash on a Nintendo console is almost as like a Black Ops thing now. <laughs> well, no, and it's funny. But on people a- were freaking out like it. They weren't expecting it. And it's like, nah, come on, guys. <laughs> I I honestly believe that. They over they overdo the reactions just to get the hits. Yeah, no, it has to be like yeah. a lot of people just completely overreact just so they'll get the hits and they'll turn into a meme and they'll do whatever they can. You know, I I don't believe that 
people freak out that the much. video although the video at the nintendo store in new york was hilarious because they, well, they had a viewing party there and the crowd was just gone they, they just went absolutely crazy it, it was funny to watch actually now that i say that out loud it got me thinking about e3 a couple years ago where it was final fantasy 7 and Shenmue, and what were the other? There were like three or four in a row. People and behind us crying. Yep. <laughs> yeah, crying. people behind us were crying. I, I jumped up, and I was high-fiving some random guy next to me. We were both like, ah, scream. So, yeah, I, I guess I have had that reaction. Yeah. But, I mean, who expected Shenmue 3 and, and Final Fantasy 7 and, and all that? Nobody expected those, but... Uh, it's smash of course they're bringing smash brothers to <laughs> to the switch i thought it was hilarious uh since the crash bandicoot announcement for switch happened the same stream that smash brothers was announced people were saying like wouldn't it be funny if smash brothers gets it gets crash and mm. sony couldn't get crash for playstation all-star battle royale <laughs> yeah well yeah but that was years ago when everything was so and fluid i've seen the stuff on twitter of how long until the true smash fans start putting a petition together to get their wired gamecube controller to work oh yeah oh god i just thought about that <laughs> they, they, everyone bought those last uh last smash for the wii yeah. u yep <laughs> wow yep all right but days gone being quote-unquote delayed I'm fine with. There's a lot of stuff coming out. There's a lot yeah. of stuff going on, and I'd rather have that game have room to breathe because it looks like it's going to be really cool. Yep. Um, no reviews hit the website this week, so Josh was on vacation apparently. So <laughs> no, there's nobody finished anything. <laughs> so, um, and then we'll jump. At least right not in. that I know. We'll jump right into one of our audio reviews, and Josh has uh, Blasters of the Universe. Yeah, this is going to be pretty short. Um, I mean, I've spoken about it before briefly. Uh, so this is, it's VR. Uh, it's from a developer called secret location and it is essentially a bullet hell shmup, uh, in first person. Um, and there have been things like this on VR in the past. Uh, but usually you are a little ship or something and, you know, they're taking you into VR and doing it that way. This time uh, it's you, you're physically standing there. Uh, so the basic backstory is uh, this guy is like king of the arcade and he's, he dominates everybody. And one day this package, this big box shows up and it's this VR set uh, so he steals it and takes it home and somehow inserts himself into it and then basically runs that world and turns it into this bullet hell, uh, shmup, shoot him up. And you are the player coming into that world and trying to beat him at his own game, essentially. So... The interesting thing, I mean, it's two move controllers required. That's the only way you can play it. They are super accurate, as they should be. Um, but, you know, we've seen in the past, depending on the game and depending on lighting and stuff like that, you can have issues with move controllers in VR. This, every time I played it, it's been really spot on and, and perfect. Uh the only part of your body that's vulnerable to the bullets is your head. 
So as all these bullets are coming in, you just have to make sure that you're ducking and weaving with your head. So there's a lot of movement in this game. You have a shield in one hand and your gun in the other hand. And you have to reload. So when the gun runs out of bullets, you have to use your shield hand to kind of pop a new uh, clip into your gun. Uh, So there's... How does that work? Like, do you feel like you miss or... Uh, no, it works pretty well, actually. It, it's very smooth. Okay. Um, it can just be a pain in the ass because <laughs> you've got bullets coming at you from everywhere. You've got enemies moving all over the screen. It can be really tough. I mean, there's, there's two, um, there's like a casual and hell modes essentially. <laughs> uh, and even casual is pretty freaking hard at times. Um, the thing is there's only four levels in this, in this game and there's a boss at the end of each level. Um, but it's hard to get through all four levels. It, it really is. It's, it's a tough game, um, because you've got all these different, you've got seven different guns and just an seemingly endless combination of parts you can put on it. Um, like different scopes and different size clips and different uh, types of uh, ammunition, like laser or or whatever. They've all got power-ups attached to them. There, There's cooldowns and there's all kinds of stuff there. So you unlock those as you play through the game. And... You know, some of them are worth the upgrades. Some of them are better for different levels. It it just depends. So there's a lot of mixing and matching and trying to figure out uh, what works best for you. But it can be a freaking nightmare because your your shield also can only take so many hits, and then it drops and it goes into a cooldown mode. Um, and when you've got all these guys coming at you and your shield, so there's strategy there. Um, as the bullets are coming in, if you can duck and dodge them rather than use your shield, it's better to dodge them at least early going so that you can save your shield for when things really get hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, did you upgrades, say you only take damage to your head? At one yeah. Point? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the upgrades, to the shield are, they're not really worth it. I mean, the shield as it is, is pretty much fine. Um, I tried, you know, one that was a more powerful, more powerful shield, but with a longer cooldown, and that was a freaking nightmare <laughs> because, you know, it lasted just a little bit longer. But then I'm stuck without a shield for way too long, and you take five hits to your head, and you're dead. You're game over. So, um, it's fun. It's it just. It can be really tough, you know. Some of the some of the upgrades are more cosmetic than anything. They don't really help you out a whole lot. Actually, some of them seem to hinder me more than they help me. And I was like, oh, geez, I got to go right back to what I was using before because this just doesn't work at all for me. Uh, so I'm giving it a seven. Cool. Yeah, because like I, th- I think when you and I were talking before, like you can go crazy with your gun, right? In terms of like, yeah how you like spec it out and what kind of clip and what kind of scope and how the yeah. rate of fire and everything like you can go super nuts with that that's where like the core game the different gameplay comes from right 
Yeah, um, but you have to unlock all that by playing through the game. Mm. So there's the multiple so, playthrough thing, you know. Exactly. Plus, there's leaderboards um, to get you, you know, global leaderboards to get you wanting to come back and and keep playing. So, yeah, I mean, it's it. it you see all these cool things like it, it shows you everything that's a, that's out there um but it's all locked and you're like well fuck now i have to play and play and play and play because it just as you play it's like okay you've reached this level and now you can unlock the next one thing <laughs> and then you have to figure out what it is oh I, I got like a new type of bullet clip okay great but i really wanted this and then you have to keep playing and then unlock something else and uh there's also like a an almost like an overdrive mode for your weapon um, that you get into every now and then. And when you trigger that, you can just wipe out half the, half the enemies on the, on the map. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, they're all in that. I mentioned it the last time I talked about it. They're in like a 180 degree sweep in front of you. So you don't have to spin around entirely, but they're coming at you from all different angles in front of you. And it can be tough because you can be focused over here to the left and there's little guys coming into the right that you don't even see and they're shooting at you and suddenly you get hit and you're like, what? And you turn and there's like five guys there like right in front of you just shooting. <laughs> so you really have to be on top of things. It's, it can get hectic. Do you feel um, like the gameplay loop is good enough to make you like go back and try to unlock more weapons? Is a curiosity level there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that's your kind of game, yeah, it it can just be, it can be tough and it can be frustrating at times. Um, but it is actually a lot of fun. It's a different kind of VR game, and the fact that you're dodging all these bullets with your head, um, you really have to stand up for this. You can't play this sitting. It's it, there's just no way. Um, and. Yeah, it's pretty cool, especially as you get a little bit deeper into it. Uh, you know, early on, it's just shots coming at you. But then you'll get these waves of bullets coming in crazy patterns and things like that. And you're looking at them and you're like, okay, they're spreading out. Is this going to, am I going to, and you kind of tilt your head just a little bit, just so the bullets all go around you, you know, or you have this, a curved wave of bullets coming in of like seven and seven all parallel to each other, but curving as they come. So now you're trying to figure out where they're going to be when they, when they finally get to you because they're coming in super slow and you've got all these other guys shooting at you from other angles. So you're it's, there's a lot of math involved. <laughs> Basically <laughs> you really have to think things through as, as all this is coming at you. So cool. it's crazy. Alright, so that was Blasters of the Universe. Josh gives it a 7. Yep. Yes. Alright. So we're on to what we're playing and watching. So you quiet one, MJC, you want to go first? Yeah, this is going to be really quick, because I've only been playing two games, and one of them I'm embargoed under. So, uh, Yakuza, playing that, like, this is my main focus. The embargo is lifting at the end of the week, so I'm just trying my best to get through it as fast as possible. Uh, still enjoying it as a new newcomer. Uh, I kind of hit the cap of what I could talk to about it last week, so I'll just stop before I get myself in trouble. Um, we'll have the info plurge next week. Yeah, I will <laughs> do a full review of the game next week. The audio or the written review should be up later this week, as soon as I type that up. 
Um, the other thing I was playing, of course, is Overwatch, because I thought I was done with it. Not, not true. That's not happening. I, I couldn't stop playing it. And so in between uh, Yakuza sessions, I get like two games of Overwatch in and go to work or go to sleep, wake up, play Yakuza, go to work, go to sleep, and just vicious cycle uh, with those two games. Uh, so that that's literally it for uh, playing to watch, especially Yakuza, those are long games, so I'm trying to get through that as much as possible. Um, I'm hoping, like, uh, as soon as we're done recording, I'm just going to sit down the entire day and just play Yakuza until I see credits, which I think I should be able to see today. I should be able to hit credits today. And then just nice. marathon write it tomorrow. Cool. Um, for watching, uh, I joked on Twitter last night, I just need, like, a, a MJC Wrestling Minute. Uh, just, just, you know, so people that want to hear wrestling talk can enjoy it, and then people that don't want it can fast forward 60 seconds uh-huh. you have 60 seconds go okay yeah but i i can't fast forward it that's bullshit, oh, no. it's, it goes with the territory <laughs> fuck yeah uh last night uh <laughs> sunday was wwe fast lane so it's a pay-per-view decent show um it's one of those shows where wrestlemania is next month so they didn't want to do anything too big in the show last night it was just kind of a placeholder because they have to do a monthly show because of course they do so nothing really happened last night. Everything kind of stayed still, but they had to put on a show. Uh, the WrestleMania card seems like it's pretty much set, and most of the interesting matches are on SmackDown. Uh, I'll wait for Josh to have a reply. Josh, what do you think of SmackDown right now? Uh, it's pretty freaking wild, man. I, you know, <laughs> with all the fights and the storylines, and and yeah, the it's crazy. I should just. I still can't believe that, like you know, Andre the Giant is like kicking those guys' asses. There's a really good HBO documentary coming for Andre. The I Giant. know it that's why I brought so that up. <laughs> I can't wait for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the pay per view last night was pretty good. Uh, it seems like they're setting up the Usos, New Day, and the Bludgeon Brothers. Yes, that's a name of a team. They walk around with sledgehammers. Uh, oh boy, the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, <laughs> That's probably like the match I'm excited for the most for WrestleMania, oddly enough. Um, so it, it was an okay show. It, it's it kind of sucks this season uh, before WrestleMania, where it's just like all the storylines are a standstill. It's just like the uh, Fastlane is basically a bottle episode of a TV show, where like storyline, storyline, <laughs> nothing really progresses, but they you know they they confine everything. It, it, last night was a bottle episode of wrestling. Um, Jessica Jones came out uh, last Friday. I don't know if you guys keep up with all the Netflix Marvel shows. I'm thinking you guys... Uh, I need to watch the first season. I haven't done it yet. Uh, watched a couple episodes in uh, of Jessica Jones. It's it's okay. I, it's not grabbing me right away. Uh, I had the same problem with Luke Cage, but then after like three episodes of Luke Cage, then I binge-watched the hell of it. So I'm hoping I hit that point with Jessica Jones soon. Um... And then, oddly enough, uh, after like watching two episodes of Jessica Jones, uh, me and my girlfriend had the urge to rewatch Dollhouse. Um, oh wow! And uh, I, this is another thing I, I mentioned, like oh, Attack on Titan, the first game. I thought I played that last year. It's like I forget how old Dollhouse is. That's like two thousand eight. Yeah, and I only ever watched. 
I think I only watched the first season. I have all of it on Blu-ray, but I never finished that show. I loved that show, but I never finished it. It, it was a great show. It's a, another Josh Whedon classic that got killed too soon. I would say if you yep. never saw season two, Josh, you, season two is, I feel like season two, they really hit their stride, but they also have mm. to like burn through things because they knew they were getting canceled. It's like, yeah, it was, that was actually like one of the nicest things Fox did for Josh Whedon where they're just like, hey, we are going to cancel you. You have 13 episodes. <laughs> well, I think if I, if I do that, I have to go back and watch the first season again because I remember it, but it's, you know, slightly hazy memories of, of the whole thing. So, and it was the same thing with like dark angel, um, uh, which was, uh, uh, yeah, but what's his name? Um, Terminator, James Cameron. Um, it was James Cameron did that, right? Uh, he produced uh, it, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I really enjoyed that, and then it started to get weird, and I don't think I ever totally finished that one either. Um, and I have those on DVD because I got them used somewhere a long time ago. Um, but yeah, it's those kick-ass girly shows. Well, I love Because Fox at that point had uh, Dollhouse and Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles mm. uh, on like the Friday death slot. <laughs> another one that i have on blu-ray that i've never watched that's a good show <laughs> that i've never like watched Terminator. a single episode of that it's, it's star um, summer glow summer glow so that firefly yeah. crush well no it doesn't star her it stars um lena hetty nope, as far as i'm concerned Fucker? it stars river <laughs> tam from firefly no 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 <laughs> lena hetty man that's another show like it's weird uh terminator sarah connor chronicles was actually really good rating wise but i guess the ratings uh-huh. were dipping just enough for fox to justify canceling it but they did the friday death slot and that's where it was probably it was probably well i don't know how the show was made but it might have been too expensive for them could have been and yeah. they just said fuck it yeah and that's another show um Dowhouse at least gets a chance to wrap itself up terminator did not and terminator is like one mm. of the most frustrating like uh, like I think it only went like two seasons. It's like one of the most frustrating like cliffhanger endings to where it's just like it's not even worth recommending yeah. to someone sometimes. <laughs> it's like, you're gonna be sad and pissed off and bothered that you can't finish it. <laughs> and I, uh, Josh Friedman is the, um, the the show creator, and mm-hmm. on Twitter at least every couple months people ask him to explain the cliffhanger, and every time he's just like, if I explain this to you, then you will stop talking about it. And I want you guys to keep thinking about this show. So I'm never going to yeah. tell you where I was going to go for season three, which is frustrating. And there's, yeah. there's always a chance if something catches fire. Like there's another Terminator movie being filmed right Netflix now. Netflix could pick it up for season yeah, three. If there's something that catches fire and somebody on Netflix or Hulu feels like it's worth it, they could go back to him and say, hey, let's finish this. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he was actually doing, was it a lock and key show that didn't get picked up and... I don't know if he's had any shows since then that have really picked up or like actually gone to air. Um, so watch. I want to. I want to find that room that has all these scripts in it for finished stuff that never gets finished, or TV mm. shows that never we never that never see the light of day, just to see how cool some of these stories are. <laughs> yeah. You say room, and and now it's just like a flash drive in some intern's uh, desk. It's a no. It's a flash drive in a room. Yeah. 
It's like an intern at an agency's <laughs> desk. <laughs> there's, there's a there's a giant room from the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark where the Ark of the Covenant is going, and it's it's empty, and in the middle of it, there's like a little spotlight and a little tiny thumb drive <laughs> sitting on a pedestal. Every script ever made. You got to counter the weight when you when you take it out. Yeah, you, it the, you have to replace it with a flash drive with the exact same weight, <laughs> or it has to have the exact same file size. It's actually plugged into a computer. You need to like guess the file size. Quick swap. <laughs> um, so, uh, watched a couple episodes of Dollhouse. I might end up going through it all again just because it's something nice in the background. I do like that it it does take them a couple episodes to find themselves, and it's kind of cheesy. Some of the her early roles, like the one of the first episodes, or it's like the second or third episode, she's like a pop star, or like has to be a backup singer for a pop star. <laughs> uh, so stuff like that's cool, but uh, that also. Um, I was watching with my girlfriend. She's she loves Dollhouse as well, and I asked her. I'm like, I, it's hard to look at Eliza Dushku. Or how do you say her last name? I always Dushku. I, I always don't think yeah. it's Dushku, and then just yeah, uh, Eliza Dushku. And I was just like, ah, oh, every time I see her, I just think of uh, her and Bring It On. And, and yeah. my girlfriend's just like, oh, I've never seen Bring It On. So I was like, oh. so then I immediately stopped Dollhouse. <laughs> it was like, no, we were watching Bring It On. Right now, I love that dumb movie. And like I explained it to her, I'm like, this is not like some like, uh, this is not like Shawshank Redemption or some like, like really good classy movie. This is just a dumb teenager movie about cheerleaders, and we ended up just watching that and all that cheesiness with the the music, some of the acting. Yeah. Uh, Did she yeah. look at you and said, thank you for wasting two hours of my life? No, no, she, she enjoyed it. It took her a couple seconds because at the beginning she was just like, Michael, what what, what are we watching? Like, uh, <laughs> but then eventually, like, basically when Eliza Dishku shows up, then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. She, her and Gabrielle Union are two of the best parts of the movie, yeah. as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And uh, Gabrielle Union had like one like minion with her that had all the yep. attitude with yeah. like that that was my girlfriend's yep. favorite character. <laughs> she is uh-huh. awesome. Especially when she said um so me and my girlfriend are big Buffy's fans. Uh Buffy, yeah. <laughs> when she says to uh to Liza Dushku and Kristen Dunst like let me beat these Buffy's down like that this like Yep. <laughs> uh, like got a pop from uh, my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh but that, that's funny. that's all I've been playing and watching. Again, next week I'm going to do a Yakuza review. Um, so I'm just warning all those veterans of Yakuza, there will be a newbie review of a uh, Yakuza game next week. So. Nice. This will be fun. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, uh, for playing and watching, so we got Bravo Team for PlayStation VR. We got it a little late. Um, so I went through a little bit of the basic stuff for that, for the tutorial and things like that. I don't have an aim controller. I'm waiting for one to come in for myself so i don't have the playing it with a move two move controllers has proved to be somewhat challenging so um but i'm I'm glad that i have to play it like that because i want to put that in the review because if somebody doesn't have the aim controller i want them to know um yeah yeah and um but it, it the the mechanic is unique on it as well like josh was talking about like blasters and universal like turning your head and stuff like that it's very similar to like an XCOM style of game in terms of like positioning and things like that where you like tilt your head out of cover and then like a little shield icon shows up and you on the move controllers you hit the move button and 
um, the move navigation button and the, your player runs to that point. So it's more like you can't do anything while you're moving from point A to point B. And then you can like, you know, use the left trigger to pop out of cover and use the right trigger to shoot. And you're trying to aim down sights with it, you know, with the controller. So I, I don't even want to think what I look like holding two move controllers in my hand, trying to move them up close to my face. And, um, <laughs> so I haven't, I'm not very far in at all. Um, and I'm not going to give it a full review until I get a chance to mess with it with the move controller. So it might be next week or the week after. Um, but buyer beware on that right now. It's a little wonky, but I'm not in very far. So, um, this week I, um, played a little bit more destiny 2 because iron banner is going on just to mess around there's a couple there was two new weapons that they offered so i wanted to make sure that i i got those weapons the game is getting a massive massive sandbox change at the end of this month um where they're changing the speed and the mobility of people of the players moving changing how weapons perform changing how range is affected changing how damage is done um the biggest problem with that game is that a lot of people are saying that they just don't feel as powerful as they did in destiny one so like all like they put out this huge like weekly update last week where they were previewing the sandbox change and riddled all over it was increased damage in pve increased damage in pve do more of this and you know so they're still like trying to figure out that balance to make you feel like powerful uh, or to make you feel strong like you did in um, Destiny 1. And they um, one of the things that like the Crucible, the PvP mode is missing is a lot of um, like hero moments of where like you just go on a like a like a kill streak by yourself or and a lot of that has to deal with the reason why that's not happening now is because the time to kill in the game is relatively long. So um you're getting a lot of team shotting in the game and even in the competitive pay- playlist you're getting a ton of team shooting so they're actually removing the radar in the competitive modes to where you don't have your radar anymore their hope with that is that it will encourage spreading out in the game because you won't know where your opponents are you won't know where your teammates are you know so they're not there's some good feedback and some bad feedback about that um but there's they're just hoping that they're losing players like crazy in terms of like the PVP mode. Like a lot of the people that were playing competitive destiny for a long time in destiny one, just walked away from the game entirely. So they're trying to, to build some of those back and there's supposed to be some DLC coming in May. And then I fully expect like a huge expansion announcement at E3. So, um, right now there's no drive or reason to play that game, but I'm kind of one of those with, I learned from destiny one where, if you have an opportunity to get a weapon, like you want to make sure you get that weapon and just kind of put it away because you never know how good that weapon will or won't be with an update or a change or a re, you know, a revamp to 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 way the perks operate. So I just don't want to have to try to find something that doesn't exist. And then with the seasons as well, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of stuff that's armor or even weapons that are seasonally specific. So once the season ends, you won't be able to get access to this anymore. So I don't want to miss that. So. Destiny 2 is kind of like, Destiny in general for me is kind of sort of like my favorite TV show. It's just comfortable for me to play. I can just, you know, like maybe similar to how Josh feels like about like Pac-Man or something like that. Or even like (laughs) Until Dawn where you just sit down like I don't really want to pay very much attention to what's going on in the world right now. I just want to relax for like an hour or two hours. And like that's what I can do with Destiny. So. Yeah. I wish I could do that with Overwatch, but I'm too busy. (laughs) What the fuck? On the payload, please, for the love of God. (laughs) Um, uh, watching um, my wife and I started watching a show on Fox called The Resident 
um, it's a medical drama. So it's a it's a show of like a couple new medical students or, or residents, obviously, and then kind of going through. It's got an interesting dynamic to it. They're still building some of the characters and stuff like that, but um, it's kind of you're seeing a little bit more of the business side of the hospital of where like there's you know um, risk of uninsured patients and like is the test necessary like in malpractice and so they they're really delving deep into that and how hospitals like try to covet other doctors and also um, you know the young new resident that's trying to you know be for the patients and not for the better judgment of the hospital. Um, so there's there's a lot of cool, interesting, dynamic characters in there. Um, they're really building this really cool character. She's a you know a female surgeon, uh, a black female surgeon from I believe I think she's from like Africa or Nigeria, and um, she's like really really good. But she also doesn't like have a filter. So like when she's in front of the board and the board's asking her questions about why she did something the way she did it because I wanted to. That's the way I was taught how to do it. They're like, but, but, and she's like, I don't care. The book says this, you know, she's, she's like that. She's very direct. So that's a really cool character. Um, and they're fleshing her out some more. So, um, that's called, it's called the resident. It's on Fox. So it, I believe it's on Hulu as well. So it's better than the God awful trailers and commercials they've been playing for it. Um, I like the show. There, there's some really cool character building and stuff like that in there. There's obviously the different dynamics of like broken up, like these two people are broken up, but they still have like this connection to each other and like all that stuff. But in terms of like some of the crazy medical stuff that they get into, the, there's a lot of interesting story arcs in there that I'll be really curious to see how they connect them or end them. Yeah. It's so it's serious scrubs basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's, it's the, uh, the commercials they played during like uh, like football season and stuff like that was mm-hmm. like super over dramatic commercials, it, like like cheesy music behind it, and it just was it just looked kind of funny. Like I saw potential in there, but like the way they were marketing it was yeah. just like, oh god. Yeah, there's there's some different like they definitely get into some into into some interesting stuff, like not like controversial or anything like that, um, but not yet at least, um, and then. Uh, watched uh, I don't remember which one it was my daughter got on this kick and I was laying down watching TV with her and we watched one of the Fast and Furious movies I think it was like the first one The Rock was in we own like all eight of them on Voodoo so she's she's more obsessed with those movies than any person I ever know well <laughs> you know me <laughs> yeah well she'll just watch them randomly just because she's bored <laughs> yeah um, there's you know like there's just crazy like just action and stuff like that that was in I think we watched like Fast Five which is the um, the fir- like I said the first one that rocks in it takes place in um, when they're robbing all the money and just watching the Brazil? them take yeah, Brazil, Brazil yeah watching them drag the safe through the town like <laughs> yeah that was absurd <laughs> yeah so it's just it's just funny just seeing them you know how they even how they switch it and everything like that so um, that that caught up on this is us watched a little bit of ncis and you know things like that um that was pretty much it for me this week um like i said i should be able to get some more time with bravo team i still have some more vr games i gotta play uh so yeah all right josh all right uh played more mlb 17 (laughs) um i'm desperately trying to get to the end of this season because i'm on the angels and we're almost definitely going to be in the playoffs so i want to see where we can go with that as soon as he knows 18 comes out he's not gonna go back although you can move your no, player so. i can move my player yeah. yeah but i i kind of want to get there on on 17 right um like i don't even know when or if i'm getting 18 so it's fine 
uh, Blasters of the Universe, obviously, and uh, we got Surviving Mars. So I started to play that. Uh, Mason saw the icon. He's like, what's that? And I was like, oh, that's a new game, Surviving Mars. Remember that Avon Colony where I had to make a whole base? He's like, on Mars? I said, yeah. I said, so, all right, let's try it out. Holy shit. It, at least I haven't found anything yet. I need to keep going into it some more. Um, I didn't play it that long because it's frustrating as fuck. There, there's no tutorial. There's no, hey, this is how you do things. There's nothing. Like, I, I started up the game and it said quick start or like new game. And I was like, well, let's try quick start. Quick start assumes you already know everything and just drops you. All right, now you're on the planet and or here's the planet. Pick your landing spot and go. And I tried that and I was like, all right, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's go back. So I went back and started a new game. And what is it? Is it a he, is it a Matt Damon simulator? Like, uh, no. Well, it's it's like a Sim City on okay, Mars, kind okay. of. It's like that type of game, you know. It's a city building thing on Mars. You're building your 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 bases and your your world essentially. So, I go into the full game, like new game, and it shows Earth. You're in Earth orbit. You get to pick, you know, your your starting point. Your um, money here and there. You get to uh, like allocate money for different things and pick your captain and pick your logo and stuff like that. So Mason was having fun with that as we're going there. I'm like, which one do you like? And you know, we're going through all that and then you're at Mars again immediately. And it's, you know, pick a landing spot. You can scan and do all this stuff. Well, again, it tells you nothing. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I, I stumbled into the controls like a, a thing that shows you what all the controls are, but even that doesn't really explain anything. I got the ship to land and all these little automated rovers come out and they just sit there and I'm like, okay, how do I build? How do I build? Well, this rover seems to be all about repairs, so that's not building anything. And this one is just like, um, I forget what the other one is, but I didn't understand like there was one I think was for mining, maybe. Um, but I tried to get that over to this deposit of stuff to mine and it just sat there and I'm like, what do I do? Like I, I'm hitting buttons randomly. I'm like, I just don't understand what the fuck is going you're on have here. To play it multiple times. Cause uh, you're gonna have to restart the game multiple times as you figure things out. And we're like, shit, I yeah. did this earlier. Yeah, which, I mean, this is really frustrating. The, yeah. the thing I really enjoyed about Avon Colony is that it it walks you through. It says every time a new thing would come up, it would go, okay, here's a new thing. This is what why it's important. This is how you're going to do it. And it would show you how to do it and then back away and let you do it. This There's no hand-holding here. There's nothing. At least I haven't found anything. Maybe there's something that I'm missing. I need to, like I said, I need to sit down with it by myself and just dig into it and see what's going on. But if this is really how the game is, fuck. I mean, that's for something this complex. That's really not cool. So I I don't know. I have to see what's going on there. Um, So I got more work to do with that. Um, Saturday I went 
down to Philly, uh, took my dad to a Flyers game, and we saw the Flyers Jets. Uh, it's the first time I've been down to the stadium, and I don't know how long. Um, how close is that to the spectrum? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Infinitely that's right close. across, right across the parking lot from where the spectrum used Crazy to be. Crazy how they rebuilt um, it so fast, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I love about Philly, like the stadium area. Literally, all three stadiums are right next to each other. See, that's really cool. Uh, I think Cleveland has that where like the Cavs, where they play is like really close to where the Indians play. And there was that time they were both in the playoffs or like Mm -hmm. uh, or playoffs in the the Cavs season. It just started or something like that. And yeah, they had a deal where the Cav fans can take their Cav tickets right to the park. And then get to you know have a double header like I, like if Philly does that that would be amazing because there's they're all so close to well, each other. There was one day, there was it had to be like late September, early October, something like that, or it was in October. There was a Phillies game, uh, an Eagles game, a Flyers game, and the old Spectrum was still there. I think the Circus was there. And all four things were going on the same day. It was fucking madness. God. Yeah, it's really close like that downtown Detroit now with Little Caesars Arena where the Wings and the Pistons play. It's all it's like a block or two blocks away from Ford Field and Comerica Park, which are literally like essentially like touching each other. Yeah. So the Lions yeah. and the Tigers. There was a point in time where the Lions had a Sunday night game and the Tigers had like a like a September pennant race game at like one o'clock on a Sunday. And I think the Saturday night before, like Kid Rock was in town at Ford Field. <laughs> Jeez. so that 18 hour span down there was just crazy yeah and these are literally like the spectrum or the spectrum the the See, it whatever does exist. It's, yeah whatever it's called this month the the new place where the because that has changed names like six times since yeah. it it opened up so it's been getting progressively uh, worse the name uh, like yeah, man it, i'm not happy with the white well, Sox right now but that was the thing. Like at one point it was, it was, I forget what it was at first. And then at one point it was the first union center and everybody was like the FU center. That's good. That's oh, perfect. Philly? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and then it was like core States spectrocore FU center. And then, it, you know, they, they've renamed it like 12 different times. It's just stupid. So that's where the Sixers and Flyers play. Wells Fargo literally, literally Wells Fargo now, yes. literally across the street is where the Eagles play. And um, like those two are side by side. And if you go straight across the street from the Eagles, like diagonal to where the, the Sixers and Flyers are, that's where the Phillies game, the Phillies stadium is. So they're literally block, block, block all next to each other. It's, it's fucking crazy. Um, but th- the cool thing is there's a giant... Super Bowl champions banner on the Eagles stadium and everything. And I was like, Oh, look at that. That's so nice to see. So I took a picture of all that and everything. But, <laughs> so I'm messing um, around on Google and I, what did the Wells Fargo center used to be called? The Wells Fargo center is a multi indoor arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was called spectrum two before it was built. Mm, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh it's, shit. But it's been like core state center, first union center and Wachovia center. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's stupid. Um, so yeah, it was a good game. We had good seats and everything. I, I I splurged. It was like a late birthday present. 
I mean, on his birthday, I said, I'll, I'll take you to a game, pick a, you know, a date that we can go. And, and it was now. So we went down and it was nice, really nice setup. Whoa. Um, Will Smith owns the 76ers. What? <laughs> or no, a minority stake. I'm sorry. I thought I read majority okay. stake. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, we watched Thor Ragnarok. Um, I, I need to finish which, that. I fell asleep when I was watching it on the plane. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. So, I didn't fall asleep because the movie was bad. I fell asleep because I was just tired. <laughs> We watched it in 3D, and Mason was like, I don't think I want to watch this. And he was watching his iPad, but he kept like looking up and watching the movie and everything. And he's like, he was actually enjoying it. So um, he gets way too into that stuff, though. Like something bad will happen. He's like, oh, no, like it's the end of the world. I'm like, dude, it's it's a movie. It's cool. He knows, you know, he understands. But at the same time, he he gets like super wrapped up in it. Which I do sometimes. Um, and then that whole tweet storm that had been planned for yeah. like a month for Stargate. Oh, uh, no. came I was along. thought you were talking about the tweet storm where they're saying that Ragnarok World is going to play a, a, a significant role in Infinity War. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know that. Um, so the huge bring back Stargate uh, push. And. You know, they made a big deal out of it because there was some other show that did this and got two extra seasons out of it. And they had like maybe half the number of people that were all prepared to tweet that night. Uh, I think it was last Friday night. And it was trending. They got it trending all over the place, which was really cool. And. It's funny because somebody in one of the tweets, they mentioned, they wrote down these lines from one of the episodes. And I was like, oh, that was such a good episode. I think I want to watch that. And it was from Stargate Atlantis. And then I ended up watching three different episodes from Atlantis <laughs> because I was laughing so hard at the one. And it it ties back into an older one. So I went and found that older one. And then I, I that reminded me of another one. I watched that one. I was like, I have to stop this now. I'm I'm going to be in here forever. Um, but I do hope they bring that back. They're trying to bring it back in that, like not a remake, not a, not any of that, just in that universe. They want to continue those stories somehow. So, and that was the cool thing over 10 seasons of SG one, five seasons of Atlantis, two seasons of Stargate universe. It's one massive coherent story and universe. You can literally go from the beginning right to the end, and it all works as one big universe, and it's amazing. The characters that just stayed, you know, this, like the Marvel movies, you know, this is your character, that's your part. Whenever we need you, we're calling you in, and you're going to be in the show. And minor characters all over the place that would pop up, you know, on all three shows. It was amazing how, how they kept it that that realistic in a way, you know? So, and that's why I love that show or those shows. Um, but that's it. Um, and that's all I had a chance to what do. What about really. the uh, two things you had us put in the agenda from last week? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> to remind I got you, my, to remind yourself. Yes. <laughs> I got my Nest classic, um, from Bernard in Perth, Australia. 
awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I saw that and I was like, wait a minute. And I go and I look it up. I'm like, yeah, that really is. That's Perth. Like on the other side of Australia, literally, I believe the farthest point on the planet from where I am <laughs> that it could have come from. Um, but yes, this, he sent this over and it's awesome. I thank you so much uh, for doing that. It's really, really cool. I'm so happy I got it. And I got something in the mail, uh, which was a box of chocolates and a postcard for a game called Super Seducer, which Sony like pulled. A, yeah. 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 Sony said, it uh, has, uh, no. <laughs> it has become, yeah, quite controversial um, because it's about picking up women, essentially. And I, what I got was a Steam key for it. Uh, I put it in. I haven't had a chance to play it, but I immediately heard, I think, uh, Michael, you were telling me that, yeah, it was you, yeah, it actually, was, yeah. wasn't it? That um, reviews hit, and they were none too kind, and the developer went nuts. Yeah, the the, the, as the main like actor developer because the game's like his game and he's the one that does all the yeah. MV. He um did not like some of the YouTube reviews and DMCA hit a couple of them. <laughs> Which how do you? I mean, how do you not know that that's just going to blow up in your face yeah. at this point? And then he <laughs> took it back, put the PR people in an awkward spot, and the PR people had to apologize, and they <sighs> undid what what he did but it still turned into a mess and then like well yeah that's it's such a bad idea um so between that that whole blow up and you know sony pulling it because it's it's just a weird uh problematic game in this day and age and him saying well i don't get it you know i figured people would would uh um you know, a small subset of people would have a problem with it, but not everybody. <laughs> yeah. I think he kind of misread the uh, landscape here. Yeah, yeah kind of. <clears throat> At this point, you know, 10 years ago, maybe this could have come out and, you know, had a little little cult following or something. But now, uh, I don't know. Um, so I haven't had a chance to play that. I will probably play it just to see what all the hubbub is about. At some point, if my computer can run it, I don't even know if it can run it. <laughs> not as much um, of a priority now that it's not coming to a PlayStation platform. <laughs> yeah, not as much of a priority because of that. And, you know, it's with everything that's happened with it. Yeah, who knows? How was the chocolate? So, uh, I don't know. I actually didn't eat it. My wife ate oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, because I said, I, I, you know, it's lovely. It's a nice little box of chocolates, but it's one of those from a super fancy place. And here's all these little chocolates and you have no idea what any of them are. And I'm like, I'm not into Russian rouletteing any chocolate right now. Josh so thanks. Like life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Turns the box upside yeah. down. It's like, what the fuck am I eating? I want to know what I'm going to get. Okay. I don't, I don't like being surprised when I put something in my mouth and go, yeah. Oh, Oh, is that a oh no. Or is that a strawberry? I don't know. Okay, I'm buying yeah. a box of chocolates for you three. And I just want to watch. Yeah. And I will give them out to. Uh, we just we just give, uh, him give a plain, them out to PR we just people. Make a plain plate of cookies and not tell them what they are. Just 
Those are going right to PR people on my way. So it's okay. Yep. Josh won't eat them, but it's okay for anybody else to. <laughs> sure. It's fine. Yep, that's it though. Alrighty. So uh, let's get into some of the emails and Twitter questions. Um and actually I know you just talked a lot, Josh, but I think you actually want to talk about this one. So why don't you read the one from Brian Goldstein? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he sent uh, an email saying, I was listening to the podcast. Someone mentioned that revenue affiliate links has gone down. This may be the issue. Uh, you might want to put a note on the website. Uh, I know that you told me the fix. I remember I had the issue before. I guess Google had me in a test group for early turn on of the ad blocker. So Google is turning on a default ad blocker within Chrome. Um. I guess without even informing anybody. <laughs> so if suddenly people go to our site, because people have gone to our site and said, it's not there. Why am I not seeing it? Um, and I'm, I'm like, it's right there on the left. Look at it. You know, it's because Google is, Google has an ad blocker turned on. So all I can ask is that you please whitelist psnation.com. Um, it's pretty easy to do. Uh, maybe I'll go into detail about it next week because off the top of my head, I can't think of exactly how it goes. Um, but it, it's really important for us. I mean, we're not, it's not ads that we have up. It's all of the affiliate links and Google sees them as ads. So it, it blocks them. Uh, and these affiliate links, when you use them and you go to these stores, especially Amazon, Amazon has always been really good for us, but it has dropped off dramatically in, in the past couple of months. And all you have to do, you can even just go to our website, get your Amazon link and just bookmark it. Just bookmark the Amazon link itself. And when you click that, it just uh, it takes you right to Amazon, to the main page, and it has a little code in there that has our information in it. So anything you buy there, we just get a percentage of the sale. Um, you know, your, your prices are exactly the same. Nothing changes. Uh, your experience is exactly the same. But we're getting a little money from everything you buy. And that helps us immensely uh, for when we go to E3 and when we go to uh, all these different events uh, that we either get invited to or that we want to go to to cover on the podcast, um, it helps a lot. And really, it also helps pay for the web server and hosting and everything else. And if we don't get that money, it's coming out of our pockets. And that makes it a lot tougher um, because, you know, we have families and we all have our own personal budgets that we have to work within. And suddenly we have to pay for a flight to E3 and pay for a hotel at E3 and pay for a car at E3 or whatever, all these different things that we have to do. And it's, it can be, it can put a strain on us, you know? So, um, this is a way to do it where you don't even see anything happen. You know, you're just doing the same thing you'd always do at Amazon and we get some money from it. And that's awesome. That helps us out a lot. Uh, so if you can, please uh, check and make sure that the ad blockers are either off or, you know, I've got ad blockers too. I whitelist psnation.com 
and it's an easy thing to do and that way you can still get to our links and and use them um so that's all yeah. thank you uh, two additions to it um if if the left side is blocked for you we do have it on the bar at the top of the website where it says buy stuff um yeah that i don't believe will get blocked off um that won't get blocked off but when you go to the page yeah all the click throughs are missing. Okay. Like it, they're just gone. You'll, you'll see Amazon and you'll see some flags and then nothing like there's nothing to click at that mm. point because it blocks all those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's an issue. <laughs> that's why I say, you know, get it bookmark it, And then you don't even have to come back to our site at all. You can just like mine is in the, um, at this point, every time I type in a M a, before I even get to Z, um, the Amazon link with our PS Nation thing comes up. Yeah. Because that's the one I always go to, and, and Chrome just knows, so that's where it goes. Yeah, and there is, unfortunately, there is no way for us to link our affiliate links into the mobile apps. So if you, I believe if you, like, add something to the cart through our affiliate link and then you check out, like, it works yes it does yeah Yeah, if you got there if you got there initially from the website from from our affiliate link on the website uh and you put it in your cart uh yeah no matter how you check out right um is that right that even works for like psn cards and stuff like that too i know some of you out there don't like putting your credit card on sony like on the ps on the ps4 and things like that so if you buy like a 25 dollar or 50 dollar or 10 dollar psn card uh, if you buy it on amazon we through our affiliate link we do get i think even glenn mentioned like significantly more than even if you buy like a just straight straight up bought a game yeah something like that or it was if you buy amazon gift cards yeah uh, the cut on yeah significantly more yeah, yeah, I mean, I've, Actually, I remember reading loops of somebody that bought an Amazon gift card to buy a PSN gift card to buy a game that they did with all of our links. <laughs> I, I think it's backwards from what you said, though, Dave. I think if you're on the mobile app and you go and add stuff to your cart and then go to the website to check out, I yeah, think that's right. what you have to do. Um, but either way, like, I don't, you know, you've got the mobile app on iOS, like on the iPhone for Amazon. I never, ever use it because I, it feels so restrictive to me and, and they dumb it down so much. And I'm like, no, I need more information and I need to be able to see all this stuff. So I always use the web browser anyway. Yeah, I just use it for I the do, shipping, you know, tracking. That's like the only thing it's good for, for me. This is like, oh, yeah, well, shipping update. Cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, if, if you guys can hit those up, they help us immensely. Um, cause I mean, a couple of us have kids, <laughs> so money is an issue. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we, we appreciate everything that everyone has done over the last couple of years for that. And like Josh said, for whatever reason, they just seem to have been in decline. So whatever yeah. you guys were doing a couple of years ago, um, even if you could do a smaller percentage of that again, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're buying stuff from Amazon anyway, you know? If you just use our link to get there in the first place, that helps immensely. Yeah, so go so. get that God of War PS4 Pro. That looks really cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And yeah. just make sure you use our link. And if like 100 of you do that, like we're great. Yep. <laughs> so Awesome. All right. All right. So we have Joe from Google Voice again. Um, all right. Let's see if I can do this. 
As hey, is. Hey, Josh, Dave, JC. Hey, I got a, <laughs> I got a ride anyways. Okay. This is Joe from Google Voice again. The first thing I had was still liking the show, like the new format, so things... Liking the new format, so things are changing up. No serious complaints. Second is you were asking about PS4 or PS3 games that you still play. I don't know if this is a PS3 or a PS4 only, but there's a there's a game for you maybe last year called Path of Destinies on PS called Plus. Called Stories Path of Destinies. Okay, yeah. Um, that they, and that game was awesome. It was like you could beat it in like maybe a half an hour, but then they gave you a reason to keep playing it over and over again, and it was just an excellent game. I ended up with... I ended up Platinum Clapton. <laughs> I ended up Platinum Clapton. Nice. <laughs> I, I mean getting a Platinum in that game. I ended up Platinum Captain. Yeah, probably. I'm going to say that every time I get a trophy. Platinum Clapton. Just like every time, <laughs> platinum clapped, and um, I think we have a, I think we have a, whoops, I think we have a title for the, yeah. uh, <laughs> for the show. So it was pretty cool. Beyond that, that I don't really have much. So keep up the good work, and hope to hear, hear you on future episodes. And sorry about the plane ride and all that stuff. That sounds like it was not fun. He's referring to me, my <laughs> airport hell of going to San Francisco a couple weeks ago. Um, have a good day. Thanks. Bye. And then he does a quick follow up. Hey, this is Joe again. I remembered the other thing I wanted to bring up to you. You still don't have the About Us con- contact us on the mobile version of the page. And again, it would be really nice if you could get the number where you can just tap the number and call as opposed to having to translate it. Um, you know, be asleep what I you know, be asleep what I tell link or something. So basically summarize the About contact page is not on mobile version and neither um, has the ability to just hop on a phone number and just make a cell phone call it. Thank you much. Have a good day. I'll have to look into that. There's also a program um, that we can look into. There's something called SpeakPipe, Josh. Okay. Um, that I've seen, I've heard a lot of podcasts use and that one I know like it's a way for them just to click and then they can just, it'll automatically work with like any microphone they have on their phone or on their PC or anything like that. A lot of other podcasts have used that as well. Okay. Reading the uh, Google Voice uh, translation is always funny because it just like makes me think like, man, I need this Google Voice translation needs hooked on phonics or something. <laughs> it's got issues. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, Twitter questions and comments um, using hashtag AskPSNation. Uh, this does work on Facebook as well. I have not seen anything on Facebook, but we are trying to get a little more active on Facebook, mostly. Um, Mr. M- Mr. Michael over here has been pretty active the last week or so. So, yep, trying. Do you want to go first, Mike? Michael? Sure. This is from uh, Grenade R. I think he sent an email a couple weeks ago, so he's using both uh, email and SPS Nation, which is good. Um, what are your thoughts on the inability to change your PSN name? It's dumb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I've got no problem with it. Um, I've I've said this many times in the past, um, but I think it's more to you guys uh for me you can do it on the xbox and it got to the point where i would log in and i wouldn't even know who these people are um because they've changed their name three four times and i don't know who they are anymore i don't remember who they are i don't you know they're i don't know about on the xbox one yet but 
on the Xbox 360, there was no alias. Like their their name was their name. And then they had their little Wii avatar things on the Xbox that they would constantly change those too. So I'd look at these things and I don't know who these people are. It might not be as bad on the PS4 because now you can have the person's real name attached. Um, but that doesn't, doesn't show up in game either. So. Oh, okay. Um, but does that even, but yeah, I was going to say, does that even matter as much at this point changing your name? Because you can see the person's real name, um, in your friends list and everything. So at least you can figure out who it is. Um, but that's always been my issue with it. I don't know about you guys. Uh, for me, it's never, so I picked a good name, so it's never been a problem Mm. for me. Um, yeah. But I know enough people that have, like, names they regret. I mean, I'm sure there's, like, someone who's, you know, like, in their early 20s now that are pissed off at the 42069 name they gave themselves when they were 13 <laughs> uh, that desperately want to change their name but don't want to lose all their trophies. Um, well, one one of my friends, when he got his PS3, he didn't understand because it was it was mm-hmm. confusing yeah. when you're yeah. mm-hmm. well, like somebody else here, um, and he ended up putting his real name in, and then he gets to the next thing and it's it's putting his real name in again. So when he's in games, everybody's like, "Hey, Dave Tapillas, hey, how you doing?" And he's like, "Fuck, I fucking hate this." <laughs> he really wants to change it, and he always has. It's but. been over ten years. Yeah, like. It's it, you can change your Steam name, you can change your Xbox. They charge eleven dollars to change your Xbox name. Like, is it eleven now? Yeah, or like ten ninety nine, I think, or something uh, like that. But wow, like, I, just I think it has to do with like you know, I, you guys have talked about it before. I think it has to do with some of the PS three backend stuff, like how that operates and how that functions. And and you know, Sean Layden at PSX said, "I hope you don't have to ask me this question next year at this time." Yeah. So. Um, it's it's obviously on the top of their list, and to be fair, they've knocked off a lot of stuff that people have been asking for, and that one's still there. So they know, like, it's just one of those things. Like, I, you know, you're setting up your PS3, and it, I didn't, you know, that was like kind of my first, you know, venture into online gaming in like 2007, you know, and I didn't know what it was asking me for necessarily. So. Yeah, I thought it had I, to be like you can't make an email address that somebody else has, you know. Obviously, so I thought it was just like you were naming your console or something like that. So. Yeah, I knew what it was, and I desperately wanted to get in there, and I got mine. I got what I wanted, um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I do people still sell? Gamer they're going to do online? it. Trying to think, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a big do. thing on eBay. Like, yeah. the Dark Knight oh. would be announced, and they'd be like, "Oh, got to make that gamer tag." That's how many crazy. like dead gamer tags there are? Because uh, Xbox Live like will like reset. They the cleared gamer them tags. out. Yeah, they, they get rid of them yeah. after in val- or they haven't been used for a while. So I'm wondering if PSN yeah. would implement something like that. Well, I think if they put in a charge for it, of course everybody will freak out if they put in a charge Xbox for gives it. You but one I think. I think don't care. Yeah. But I think that would be good if, you know, fine one free one and then charge you after that. Um, because it would cut down on people because one of the biggest problems with Xbox was, uh, you'd get into a game with somebody, they'd be a dick and you'd be like, Oh, I, I have to avoid this person. Then they change their name 
and you wouldn't even know. Yep. Right. You know? Get that random friend invite and be like, ah, oh, I will add this stranger. And then it's like, nope, that was the guy that teabagged you in Halo. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they've got block lists and they've got... <sighs> Obviously, it's not an easy fix or they would have done it already. Yeah. It's um, money on the table. It's, like if they want to It's charge. a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of back-end work that needs to be done, and there is probably all that legacy code in the PS3 holding them back. I mean, the PS3 can still only show 100 friends on your friends list, um, and that becomes problematic. I mean, it's less problematic now because a lot less people are playing the PS3, um, but it was always an issue when you got over 100 friends on the PS4, and you go back to the PS3, and you can't see half your list, and you're like, well fuck now how do i find this person and play them in a game this doesn't work so there's a lot of legacy code they're dealing with um between that and the vita but i'm sure you know in the next year or two they're not going to care because they'll be like okay those are done we're done with them just they're there but we don't care anymore so we'll see So, next one. Um, Troutman17. I have this rule about only buying and playing Sony published games as a way to help save money, as I am a single father raising a two-year-old. Is this a good rule, or am I just crazy? Um, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> and you're at least gonna get and, good games. Cause- yeah, I mean... It's not a, it's, it's, you know, it's your decision. You know, there are some, probably some great things out there that you're missing, but in terms of, you know, only playing, you know, Naughty Dog or Sucker Punch or Gorilla, like you're, you know, you're, you're getting some really good games. You might have to wait a long time sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. I, when I first read that, I couldn't, I thought save money, but you're spending the exact same amount that you would spend on like call of duty or assassin's creed or whatever. But I get it now. It's, it's the number of games, not the price of the game. 2018 is going to be expensive for you. Cause yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, money wise, you know, you really have to be careful where you're spending your money, especially as a single father with a two year old. That's, that's a lot of work, man. <laughs> this is where a PS Plus subscription is like really handy in terms of just like yeah. getting those games a month, so you at least have something to play in between the big releases. Yeah, yeah, or he doesn't have Plus at all and just plays those games. Yeah, but that was the thing. If you can afford Plus instead of maybe just the Sony published games, you know, if you can afford Plus and then pick up maybe one or two Sony published games a year. Mm-hmm that might even be a better option for you because you'll be getting more games. Maybe not necessarily always the game you want to play, um, but you'll be getting a couple games every month. So dollar-wise, it works out as a much better deal. Um, In terms of the quality of the games you're playing, I don't know about that. Um, Because Sony published games, we've seen it. They're they're pretty spectacular. <laughs> so, um, there are very few duds in there, so you can't really go wrong with that. Yeah, I can't remember the last time there was like a Sony for, uh, first party game that was like significantly bad. There's been some right. controversial yeah. ones, you know, like the Order eighteen eighty six, but like that necessarily wasn't mm. a bad game. It was just a short game. Well, eh, 
I had problems with that game. That wasn't really a first-party <laughs> studio either. The uh, first-party release. Well, it was. Yeah, it was. Well, it was published by Sony. Right. Um, and it was. Uh, uh, what's the face that did Daxter on the PSP, which was amazing. Um, Not bad. But they. Um, no, 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 no. They're. Um, oh my gosh, my brain. Hang on, and I'm, I'm I'm very slowly trying to look this up. Um, Why are you doing that? Like just because it jumped to my head. Did you see that the it was Blue Point that did Shadow of the Colossus, right? Ready at dawn. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue Point. Yeah, Blue Point does a lot of uh, a lot of they're, translation stuff. They are rumored to be working on another remake larger than the scale of Shadow of the Colossus. Hmm. All three Spyro games. Gimme. That would be cool. Yeah, I can't think of what they would be doing. Um, yeah, I, there's there's so many Sony-published games uh, that are great. You know, I can't really think of any off the top. I'm skimming through my PS4 list, and I don't really see anything that jumps out at me that's Sony that's, oh, that was crap. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Knack, I had a problem with, um, and The Order, I had a problem with. He's got a two-year-old. Um, the kid might want to play Knack in a couple years. Yeah. But beyond those, I mean, I know, well, Knack was, well, both of them, actually. The Order and Knack were uh, kind of uneven in their reception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not completely out of my mind here. Uh, but I think even Until Dawn was Sony published. It was. Yeah. yeah. It was super massive, developed it, but Sony published that. So, yeah. I mean, Uncharted and and Until Dawn and Last of Us and... Um, Horizon, Infamous. Horizon, Last Guardian, um, Tearaway. Gravity Rush? Is that... Uh... Gravity Rush, yeah. Yep. And Gravity Rush yeah. 2. Yeah, there are, there are a ton of games. Ratchet and Clank. There's, there's a yep, lot of good stuff on there. You have a high probability of getting a good game by just sticking to the Sony published games. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, in terms of, you know, you've got a budget and you have to stay within it. And that's a good way to go, honestly. Um, you've got a better chance of getting... Uh, good to excellent game than if you're just picking oh well here comes prey let me try that out or here comes you know something else um i just know prey was unevenly uh sort of received as well that's the first thing that came to my mind uh mass effect andromeda oh god (laughs) let me get that you know and then you're like fuck what did i just just murdered this series (laughs) yeah so, yeah, that's good. Right. Take the next one, Josh. Uh, okay, this one's from Joe, Joe Paris. Uh, assuming PS5 comes out at the end of next year, and you were tasked with making it sure it had the most explosive opening possible, what first-party game that could reasonably be out or pushed back to launch would you launch with it? Um, he says, personally, Bloodborne 2 would probably be huge. 
Um, probably. What do you guys think? Horizon. Horizon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I wanted to say Killzone, but Horizon was sold more than Killzone has really done. So Horizon would, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see another proper Killzone done. Um, like in the mold of like Killzone one or two. Yeah. Like what kill and when I say Killzone one, I, I say what in my mind it's always what Killzone one could have been with the full power of the PS3 behind it, uh, as they were making it instead of trying to squeeze it into the PS2, which it just was bursting at the seams and uh, was not ready for PS2. I still want a Killzone um, game based on the plot from the website, like the history from the website. Because oh my gosh. Yeah, but that goes that covers like ten thousand years. I know, but that's, like, I, there's that's so fucking many nuts. Just on the website, I don't even there know if are. it's still on there. But there's so many things that it's like, oh my god, that would have been cool if I would have done that. And like, yeah, give me a novelization to Killzone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so much on there. Um, well, there's there's been that the rumors floating around that Ghosts of Tsushima is being held back for PS5, and I, I don't know. You know, I mean, if you think about it. God of War, the original God of War Mm -hmm. came out in 2006 or 2007. Yeah, super late Um, PS2. Right when the PS3 was launching. Mm -hmm. And then God of War 2 came out um, on the PS2 as well. And that was well into... Hang on, I'll get you the exact dates because I'm pulling up my, my PS2 list. God... Wait, where are we? Grand Theft Auto, God of War. Okay. So the original God of War was 2005. Um, So PS3 was just announced and And PSP came out. (laughs) And then God of War 2 was 2007. So PS3 launch, yeah. Well, PS3 launched in 2006. Oh, okay. So, I mean... You know, this is the kind of thing where you'd say, well, they could have held that back and pushed it to PS3, but they didn't, you know, because they could get everything out of it on the PS2 and God of War 1 and 2 were freaking fantastic on the PS2. There's nothing wrong with those games. I think Ghost of Tsushima, I mean, we haven't seen a whole lot of it, but it looks like they're doing it on the PS4. Who knows? A lot of that would depend on how ready PS5 is. Um, yeah. And then also, uh, it would be kind of crazy if like Sucker Punch would have only made one game on PS4. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I'm not trying to like just dumb it down, but they made a launch game, you know, Second Son, Infamous Second Son. That was... And the expansion. Right. Um, but that wasn't, you know, that wasn't a huge yeah. thing. And and I think from the moment that was done, or even while they were still working on that, they started Ghosts of Tsushima and... I mean, it's not like Team Eco or anything like that. that. I've seen an entire generation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's tough. Um, Because I don't see an Uncharted. I think Uncharted's going to be put away for a little bit. And it'll be too soon for another Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah, Bloodborne 2 would probably Um, be a safe uh, safe pick. Um, Twisted Metal. Oh, uh, (laughs) yeah. That hasn't worked. Yeah. I know. They've I'm tried it a couple times. It just hasn't worked. 
Uh, the order 1887. There you go. How about that? Well, let's, just, let's just do 1885 <laughs> and just start over. Yeah. Just, well, that would be nice. And then you can put the yeah. whole original game in the sequel so you can get like a full eight-hour experience. Oh, wow. <laughs> how, about, how about Until Dusk? There you go. Until dusk till dawn. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Who knows? We'll move on to the last one from Jehonius. Um, What features would you like slash foresee in the next PlayStation console? Name changing. The ability to change your name. This one I've been like, I put this in the Google Docs yesterday and uh, I was like trying to figure out an answer to it. And it's really difficult because most of the stuff people want is service based. Uh, which necessarily yeah. doesn't require that much from the console, other than you know more horsepower to make games prettier. Yep. I, want H- I mean, I guess HDR. I'll. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll say what should have been obvious, but you know, a 4K drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there's even a drive in it, but yeah. um, like we talked, like we talked about last week, I I want the ability to, um, to be able to own a physical game and only have to like verify the license x amount of days i want to be able to download it to my system and just play it like when i need to and then every once in a while i guess maybe it needs something to verify that i still own the disc Mm, yeah i I could see some uh some voice command alexa type stuff uh going into a new well there already is it's with the camera but the system has to be on you know the camera needs to be oh you want it like completely system wow yeah let's just go well Xbox One did that. Yeah, but that was up. If you had the Connect, your your console could be off. You could walk into the room and it would go, "Oh, it's you," and turn on, and just, or you could just tell it to turn on. Yeah, but that was like that would have worked so much nicer if it wasn't attached to a camera that wasn't used. You know, just like just yeah. put a little tiny like receiver into this the console itself, so then you can just be like PlayStation yeah. on. You don't have to worry about having a camera using up a USB port or uh, a plug uh, another wire plugging into a camera. So do you think they will here's here's some speculation. Do you think they'll go really small on the internal memory and just expect you to buy an external hard drive for it? I don't think that will work with the market cuz there's still a lot of the market that's like you know, they don't understand that aspect, so I think they're they're going to still have to put a hard drive in it that's large enough. Okay. I mean, Xbox just didn't do it, but Yeah. And next, uh, do you, I already know the answer to this. Um, I just want to see how wrong you are. Uh, (laughs) do you think they'll even, like Dave mentioned, do you think they'll even have an optical drive in there at all? It it, it will. Like we're not to that point yet. They they can't burn their bridges with retailers. All right. I just wanted to make sure you knew what you were talking about. It will. (laughs) You two can stay. (laughs) But I'm still for, I'm still for, here's the box. And then here Mm -hmm. is an optional, like, okay, so the box costs like, I don't even know, like $350. And here's an optional $75, you know, $50 drive. If you want to go all digital, here you go. It's got a, you know, three terabyte hard drive in it, or you can add this that plugs into the back and sits on top. Of a disk drive, or they d- just make it like the PS2, where there's just like the fat PS2 just had an empty slot in the back, where you just like <laughs> yeah. could put something in it. Well, I'm sure they're the internal hard drive. You'll still be able to swap it yeah. out because they've done that f- 
well, since the PS2, really. PS2, PS3, PS4, you could always, and they had to write in the instructions. And even with it, write in the instructions that came with the thing, people, you're not allowed to do that. You can't open up your system. You can't do that. They want you to. They tell you to. They they show you how to. <laughs> I mean, it's it's made that way so that you can upgrade and you can do it with just an off-the-shelf drive and have more space. Um, Most of the features, I think, would be service-based. And, like, you know, maybe they'll finally have a yeah. PSVR, PS4. Like, like, the PSVR will be upgraded. Like, that would probably... That has more possibility of physical iterations or physical features built in than... Uh, the next console will because there are so many things they can well, do with PSVR like wireless headset better screen um, you know all sorts of things I think almost definitely there will be backward compatibility if for nothing else than PlayStation VR um, because you don't you know you're over 100 games now and you're going to have all this stuff coming out. You don't want to jump into a PS5 with potentially a new headset and cut off your user base. So. And then you're stuck waiting for new games. Yeah, I, I expect the headset to also be backward compatible. Um, so that PlayStation VR, as it exists now, headset and games and everything will work on the PS5. Oh, and by the way, Here's a new headset coming out that is wireless and that is that and that is has better everything. Um, it'll play all the old games, uh, but it's also going to take advantage of all these new games. All the new games will work on the old headset, but they're not going to look as good. You know, I, I kind of expect something like that to happen because they're all in right now on on VR and it's selling better than they expected, despite what everybody's doom and gloom um sony has said it's selling way beyond their expectations so they're not gonna walk away from this anytime soon um but i think to keep that momentum and and make it worthwhile for a lot of people it has to be backward compatible and the headset has to be forward compatible so that you can just move it on to the next system do you think that we would see a game being made for ps5 that if you don't have the proper television display, it won't work for you? No. no. I don't think they can try that. No. It's the same thing with, um, like, an optical drive. You can't do that. Like, the, you can't expect your entire user base to have 4K TVs. You can't expect your entire user base to have unlimited, fast broadband connections it's like the ps3 um, because that doesn't exist PS3 came with uh component cables or composite mm -hmm. cables you know like all right what yeah. a, so we talked about an interchangeable hard drive what about an interchangeable quote-unquote graphic card no. no too far too far for the average that, user that turns into a pc yeah no i know and that becomes like a very PC. you guys were saying that no like, i know sony can't yeah. do that but like PC, steam does it no i mean steam doesn't do it but pc developers do it you can't play this yeah. game unless you have this card it, it, yeah, Sony is never going to do that. That that then it's no longer a console. It's funny. Right. Uh, I was talking to a coworker who was uh, he had his PC at, uh, at work yesterday, and he was like, "Oh man, I have Overwatch, and it's doing like this weird thing with the screen." And World of Warcraft does the same thing. And I was like, "Oh, you have to turn VSync on." And then he goes into setting, 
turns V-Sync on, and he's like, all right, let me go do that Warcraft, and Warcraft V-Sync was on and doing the same thing. I'm like, okay, then turn it off for World of Warcraft. And then he did that, and he's just like, fuck, man, this is why I buy a console. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. the idea of, like, uh, <laughs> like, messing with parts too much is still, like, a scary perspective for people. It would be cool. Like, we, the three of us would probably take advantage of that. Uh, maybe not Josh. Josh would probably be like, fuck that. Like, yeah. Uh, and that's why I got away from PC. It was just such a fucking pain in the ass. I, I couldn't, I, I, I was way into PC, uh, for a while there in the nineties, I had my Sega Genesis and I had my PCs and I was buying like X-Wing and X-Wing versus TIE fighter and all these things. And even with those, as those came along, suddenly you needed a new graphics card and it's not compatible with this one, but it is compatible. But this other game that you want is not compatible with the one that's compatible with X-Wing. So now you have to figure out, oh, well, what am I going to do here? And it just becomes such a fucking pain in the ass to constantly upgrade. I was spending more money on that. And here I've got a console where I can just put the game in and play. You know, I was spending more time going through driver updates and all this bullshit that I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm just done. I can't do this anymore. Time wise and money wise. It's just not worth it. Do you guys um, uh, think a touchpad and light bar would return to the, yes, or, like the light bar yeah. I think will because it potential for the VR. Yeah. Well, the light right. bar is critical for VR actually unused. Uh, <sighs> it is. It is to a certain extent, but where developers use it, it's actually really, really useful. Um, even just to hit it for like a menu or hit it for whatever. Um, it does have its uses. And, and if there is backward compatibility, you have to keep it. What if it's a LCD touch pad and you can see your football plays on Madden on a little controller? <laughs> I'm just thinking of this like that would be like a like a VMU, yeah. (laughs) Well, as long as the battery doesn't die in five minutes, that'd be great. (laughs) Fucking thing! (laughs) God damn it! Every time you turn that console on, the battery is dead on the VMU. Yeah, Yeah. there is obviously (laughs) there's going to be some feature that we didn't even none of us even thought that we wanted, but when we see it, we're going to be like, that is so cool. Well, yeah. Remember when people- no, I'm sure everybody's asking about. Well, what about like the Switch? Are they going to make it like the Switch? No. Eh, Unless there's so. like a crazy bump in technology in the next like two three years where they can make a PS4 into a Switch, I, I don't I don't see it happening. I just want to yeah. know. The only thing that I could possibly ever see happening is is a huge upgrade to remote play, like like with the cloud, like the ability to connect the PS5 controller to a tablet, to an iPad or to an Android tablet or something like that. And then through Wi-Fi's or whatever, like just somehow have a better connection to your console to where that, that would be fantastic. Yeah, That would be like, yeah. in terms of like, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, like, like, are they really utilizing as much of Gaikai with that company, cloud-based company as they bought before? Like, we don't know, but in terms of it could be even one of those things where, you know, like, Angela's watching television on my primary TV, but then I can still pull this up on my Android, you know, tablet or my Surface screen and connect my controller to it, whether it's cabled or Bluetooth or whatever new wireless connection there might be existing. That would be an amazing add-on and a great, great feature. I don't know how far the range would or wouldn't be for that in terms of, you know, like... 
connectivity or mm-hmm. even if something as crazy as being able to maybe put one game like on a USB stick, you know, kind of thing. Yep. I would be interested to know if they would ever have the balls to just put one of their big first party games as like a now exclusive or put it just on the PSN store. Like they do smaller titles, but if they would just be like, you know what, next God of War, PSN exclusive. Just to experiment, just to be like, hey, we're going to put one of our big games and you can only get it digitally or you can only get it through now. You know, something like that for the next iteration. Because the PS5. I mean, they've toyed, they've toyed with those with standalone DLCs. Yeah. Because the, the uh, PS5, I think, is th- that is the last console, physical console generation. And we'll see at a point in a PS5, like halfway through it, where they're going to lean heavily more on digital just to see if they can. And, you know, see if they can cut out retail eventually. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. Um, because ten, ten year console cycle, like I, I don't know if they still want to be selling physical goods in ten years. You know, so say PS Five comes out in two years, ten year cycle starts then, or realistically seven years. Yeah, ago. but I think that that cycle, you know, a couple years ago was valid because we were at the point where consoles were falling behind displays. And now I feel like consoles are ahead of displays. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. It, well, the pro the is biggest problem kind of on par with displays, not quite ahead of displays. But yeah, the technology you're, you're can not quite there. Yeah, jump do that jump in a couple years. But there's also talk of 8K TVs coming now. So fuck, it. fuck these manufacturers. <laughs> yeah, but I meant like I, the more or less I was talking about when we went from like PS2 to PS3, there was a tremendous graphical jump. You could notice, yeah. and then the PS, jump, yeah. yeah, and then PS3 yeah. to PS4, you saw the jump with getting rid of the cell processor and some of the social integrations, and then during that lifespan of 1080 true HD 1080p, and then going even going into 4K with the pros. Now, I just you know like I don't know like what they would you know put up there other than just raw power and the ability to like in my mind like it 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 goes away from the ability of what Naughty Dog tries to do with Uncharted, but like in my mind, like an open world uncharted game would probably be amazing. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, it's, I, I think it's going to be more about, um, you know, full 4k and HDR at 60 and frames. at 60 frames. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, if you can pull that off with every game, then that will be a huge difference. The minor problem you have with that though like there's there's going to be tons of people that don't see it because a good chunk of those 4k tvs that are being sold out there the cheap ones that everybody's HDR. buying yeah. they have no they have no hdr right. and their input language. that's why they're so cheap yeah it's almost so, better to I buy mean, a great hdr tv that doesn't do 4k if you can find it no it's like i don't think you can i don't like, think those exist yeah, like I, yeah. I would love if one of the companies would give me a 1080p hdr tv that's my dream mm-hmm. like you just need it yeah. you need a gaming monitor then yeah there are some yeah. gaming monitors that do the hdr at like that resolution yeah maybe i should just get that but they're not they're, they're never big enough and if they are, right. they're expensive as all hell. Yeah. Towards just like I, I mean, anything well. over anything over thirty inches starts getting into the thousands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I just I don't see I don't see them going away from physical media anytime soon, um, because you still have issues, and it's actually getting worse now with the whole net neutrality thing. But even without that, before that all came along, uh, 
a lot of companies are putting bandwidth caps mm-hmm. and and things like that. Yeah, I switched and, ISPs like four times because of that. Yeah, and there's people that can't switch ISPs. Right. They're they're locked into one. Um, there's people in this country that still don't have quote unquote true broadband. So downloading a game is just excruciatingly painful. Um, I had someone tell me that they still pay AOL for their internet, and I didn't think that was a thing. I don't. I don't know if they I were. They sh- I, don't, I don't know if they were confused or not. But I know AOL is like an email service still exists. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that they still did. Huh. Yeah, I don't do know. They if still that's get the, do they still get Do they still get those like CDs in the mail? Dude, I found a box yeah. of those CDs. Not to get off the tangent, <laughs> I found like a box for Star Wars uh, Episode One or whatever. Wow. No, I was just talking about like what were they? Weren't they like an hour of time on AOL? Like yeah, on a disc? That's what, no, like that's what I that's what I found in my parents' house. Is like a in the basement of just like it was like an AOL time disc that was also advertising Episode One. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I I don't know. I think we pretty much run this into the ground at this point so all right um that is what we have for this week uh next week we'll get to hear uh mjc nerd out about yakuza and then piss off half the world um i should have some more stuff on uh, bravo team um probably should be able to review i think maybe and then um Josh, I know, has a couple things in the pipeline. Um, he hasn't really talked about... I'm not trying to put him on the spot, but he hasn't really talked about Sprint Vector very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do that next week. Yeah, so we'll have some Sprint Vector. He'll probably do some a little bit more Surviving Mars talk. Um, and I'm sure that there's going to be you know something else that shows up. But you know we've got a... You know, some some more cool stuff going on. So just again, please just hit the affiliate links for us. Um, check your Twitch subs if you're if you have Amazon Prime. Um, and you know we're getting closer and closer. We're like about ninety days out from E three. So, oof, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Please affiliate links. Affiliate links. Yeah. So, I'm gonna try this again because like Joshua made a joke about it. But have a good evening, afternoon, or whatever time it is where you are. <laughs> Platinum clapped in yo. <laughs> <laughs>